What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Season 17. Episode 2. This is Writing Excuses. It was a promise of three parts. Fifteen minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Howard. I'm Kayla. I'm Sandra. And I'm Meg. And the title of this episode comes to us paraphrasedly from the opening line of Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss, which I'm going to go ahead and read in its entirety. It was night again. The Waystone Inn lay in silence, and it was a silence of three parts. This is beautiful and evocative prose, and among the many things that this first line does, it promises us a book in which there is going to be beautiful and evocative prose. Uh, Rothfuss's writing is delicious. It is, it's, it's delicious. That's just a, that's just a great word to, to lead with. When we talk about first lines, first scenes, first paragraphs, first pages, first chapters, establishing shots, overtures for a musical, um, opening splash pages in a comic. All of these things make promises to the audience about what's going to follow. Um, We need to make sure that we make those promises consciously so let's talk a little bit about what some of those promises are. And Meg, I think you had 
an example from uh, Lower Decks that you wanted to... Uh... As a callback, when Howard was talking about the Lower Decks pilot, uh, I brought this up in our Gnosis, an example, to really hammer home in this episode. Often the pilot episode of a television series needs to show the full range of what you're going to experience within the show. Um, So this means your pilot is often the most violent or it has the most romantic, you know, content. This is one of the reasons why also branching over to books, you'll often have a prologue that's full of action and excitement before you meet our main character. So the specific cold open that Howard mentioned when we first meet Boimler and Mariner um, initially put a lot of viewers off the show because Mariner was so extremely Mariner and Boimler was so extremely Boimler. But in order to introduce these two characters, we had to see them at their most extremes to get an idea of what their dynamic would be like throughout the show. And then the final bit is that slice into Boimler's leg at the very end of the cold open with, you can see the sinews and the tendons and the little fountain of blood to show that, oh, hey, other Star Trek shows are not going to have the kind of, I'm not going to say gore, but we're going to go a little bit further visually than you're used to in a Star Trek. So that minute and a half had to show the full extremes of what the comedy, action, and characters would be like through the remainder of Lower Decks. Well, and that first episode was, if memory serves, a splutchy Star Trek zombie comedy in which at the end of it, well, it's Star Trek. We found a medical cure and the zombies all got better. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Ransom made a guy, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there were a couple. Right. There were a couple who were now nothing but ex zombie excrement. But uh, the that that's that slice in the opening promises us <laughs> to to borrow the the title from uh Brian McClellan's debut novel. It's a promise of blood. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I, the episode delivers that. I like, uh, for starters, you've just explained to me pilots in a way that will make me kinder to pilots for the rest of my life. Me too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but, uh, but it brings to the fore for me how, which is what we talked about last episode, genres are different, you know, and, and mediums are different. Because in a book, you don't want to telegraph that much all up front. You do need to telegraph some. You need to let people know this is what you are signing up for. However, in a book, some of the this is what you can expect from this book is taken care of by the packaging of the book, the cover, the art, the back blurb, which we'll all talk about in a later episode in more detail. But we as writers and creators, that first page, that first chapter gets so much rewriting because you have to promise the right things. Uh, I had a friend once, Rachel, I'm going to say you by name. Um, (laughs) And once I gave her a copy of one of my favorite books, I actually think it might've been The Way of Kings. And I'm like, this is my very favorite book and you will love it. And she takes it from my hands and opens to the middle of the book and starts reading. And I actually yelled the word spoilers and I smacked it out of her (laughs) hand. And she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what are you doing? And she says, 
Well, I find the first chapter of books to be very overwrought because that's where the author spends most of their time. So she always reads a page of prose in the middle of a book, any book to see if she likes the author's voice. And then she will start it from the beginning, Uh which I think is just makes sense wrong (laughs) (laughs) no that's that's fair because if you're reading a page from the middle of the book and and you know you you read the opening you're like oh wow this looks good and you flip to the middle of a book if i'd flipped to the middle of name of the wind and and it was suddenly super super dry uh you know low-end workman's prose then the promise of the front of the book is not being kept in the middle, and I I might not have I might not have read it. Yeah, I um, I know. Of the challenge a- for us. Sorry to sorry to keep yeah. going. The challenge for us is to make our first lines and our pages and paragraphs not overwrought, but wrought to the to the same extent as we are going to reek. Rot, reek. I think it's reek. <laughs> ring the rest of the book. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I once, uh, I knew of an author who uh, sold a three book deal after the first book was written and the other two were not. Um, and sold it on the strength of the first two chapters, which then got completely edited out of existence. Yeah. <laughs> And so uh, the thing that had hooked the editor on and, and the, the agent and everything wiped out and the, the, the whole series kind of just fell flat for everyone. And, and book two kept just like not being accepted, not being accepted, not being accepted. And it was just to me a case of, of that, Part of the problem was that those first chapters didn't actually match any of the other stuff. You know, they were gorgeous and beautiful and, and the rest was so much weaker in comparison. And we don't want to do that either. Um, yeah. You don't try, you don't try out for the long distance team by showing them how quickly you can run the 50 yard dash. Right. Mm-hmm. Meg. Um, in Wait, no, I got it. Sorry, reset. Um, In video games, something that will happen, uh, especially in very long story-driven games, is you will start with a big action sequence with a lot more abilities uh, than your character will normally have later on in the game. So I'm thinking the opening of Ghost of Tsushima, the opening of the first Assassin's Creed game, where you're playing a character at full strength and then something happens that nerfs them back down to level one. And it's a way to promise your uh, audience that, hey, listen, although you're going to start as a level one, can't do anything person, you will eventually work up to be this great grand thing. And this is why shows like Star Wars or books like Aragon open with this big action sequence of a princess running from the villains with something very important that ends up in the hands of this farm boy happens in both of those Mm -hmm. um it's to promise the audience that yeah our protagonist is at the very beginning of their journey but it inherently has this promise that eventually they will get to the level where they are participating in the story on this grand scale i think one of the finest examples of this is the uh 
the mission completion text of the first gun mission in Borderlands 2. And the mission completion text is, you just moved five feet and opened a locker. Later, when you're killing skyscraper-sized monsters with a gun that shoots lightning, you'll look back at this moment and be like, huh. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect because, yeah, you're, you're, told, you're told what's coming. Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, we need, we need a book of the week and I have paged away from my outline. Um, who's got that? Kayla, that is me. Um, oh, wait. Yes. 
Yes, okay. Thank you. <laughs> um, and it is my book. Um, so prepare yourself. <laughs> um, I'm excited. Cece Rios in the Desert of Souls is the book of the week. Um, and the reason why I suggested it for this episode is because uh, as I have been doing school visits and things like that, I read out like the first page and a half-ish. You know, the first page is actually half a page anyway. Uh, so I read that out to the kids. And my favorite part is ending right after the main character, she's lost in the desert, ending right after she turns around and looks up and she meets her first dark criatura. And it is a woman who is half skeleton, traced by the moonlight and is like known as the devourer. And she's like, don't eat me, is her thing. And I end right there. Um, and that's because uh, from the very beginning, I want people to know that even though that, yes, this is a middle grade adventure and it is it, like we're starting out in an adventure. We're out in the desert. We are soaked in what the world is like. Um, we have a very fearful main character because she's going to be throughout the, the book. Um, and we are meeting very otherworldly, very frightening things. She is going to be in life-threatening situations very often. But also they're cool. <laughs> uh, and the prose as well, I found very important to bring in some of the descriptions, like the stripes of moonlight coming through her ribs, uh, things like that, where you know that you're going to be soaked into this world from the beginning. Uh, and you're going to be meeting very ancient, um, very primordial creatures who are both dangerous, but also quite um, unexpectedly kind as well, because this uh, this criatura ends up taking her home, even though she's known as the devourer. <laughs> nice. Cool. Then, Thank you. So that's that's uh, Cece Rios and the Desert of Souls. Cece is spelled C-E-C-E. For those of you who are thinking that it's a carbon copied email to Rios, <laughs> no. Cece Rios and the Desert of Souls by Kayla Rivera. Uh, Meg, you've got your hand up and no one can see it except those of us with cameras. Um, and that's something as you're creating, as you're writing, as you're drawing, whatever you're making, check back in. What is the promise of the premise that you've set up? And are you still bringing the same level of fire and excitement to the remainder of your book um, as you do in that very beginning part that you've, you know, polished and print. How yeah. do you how do you avoid the problem of writing checks you can't cash uh in in your first in your first page? How do you avoid you know being so clever or so purple or so whatever that you just can't maintain it for for a book? Well, this is a problem we all have. <laughs> I mean, like, um, it's uh, one of the things I think to to make sure is while yes, we do end up spending a lot of time on getting that that beginning right, um, doing what Meg's friend did and flipping to the middle and seeing what does the middle feel like, and maybe when you see what the middle feels like while we want to telegraph this book is going to be exciting and whatever, if your book is actually contemplative, trying to make it exciting in chapter one is setting a bad expectation, you know? And so um, if you have a contemplative quiet book, then you do want a contemplative quiet opening. 
because even though that feels like, oh no, people won't get hooked. Yes, they will. They will because they can't, if they're a person who wants a contemplative book and they pick up and see excitement, they're going to put it back down. And so then you suddenly created a mismatch between the reader and, and, uh, and what you're delivering. Kayla. Yeah. And I think that this is particularly achieved through revisions. Like no matter what media you are doing, whether you're doing books, video games, um, whether you're making a show, you need to do revisions. It's inevitable because that's how you get consistency. And I think consistency is absolutely key to this, both crafting the right promise and delivering on that promise. Um, because for example, um, both pacing and tonally wise, a previous uh, book of mine that is not published and will need major revisions, <laughs> um, like the first third of the book was this very slice of life experience. And it was contemplative and soft and painful and hard and beautiful. And then the last two thirds are this life or death video game tournament where you're like, go, 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 go. And even <laughs> though I liked both of those things, they did not mesh into the same book properly. You have written two very cool books. Yeah. Parts of two they, very cool books. And they're both unfinished. Yeah. yeah. One, of so, that, one of the tools that I use is treating chapter beginnings as another opportunity to write a killer first line. Mm. And I'll, I'll review my first line and I'll, 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 I'll ask myself, okay, was it, was it awesome because it planted a hook? Was it awesome because it was pithy? Was it awesome because it described something in a new way? Um, do I do that again? Or do I do what the first line didn't do and do something else in order to show that this chapter still has a powerful first line, but but contains you know a, a continuation of the story in an expanding sort of way. Um, but always treating always treating the page turn to a new chapter as an opportunity to to overwrought again. <laughs> yeah, um, one of the tools that I I really find very powerful is finding the voice of your book. You know, and and this is a thing that uh, newer writers are sometimes very, very confused by because voice is this amalgamation of a lot of, you know, word choice and tone shift and character voice and, and all of these things. But when you like when you find the voice for the book as a whole, you can then go back to your beginning and make sure that the voice is matching. Again, it's flip to the middle and make your beginning promise accurately what the middle is delivering. Flip to the middle, but be standing more than an arm's length away from, from Meg. Meg. Yes. <laughs> you know all the spoilers of your own hand. And something else is when you are working on a creative, you know, we, we all start with an idea, be that one scene we love, one character we love. Um, and something you need to watch out for is, you set your tent poles of the scenes you're really excited for and the dips come when you're like, oh, I have to connect these, but it's so boring to get from A to B. You may either need to take out a tent pole or put something more interesting in the canvas of your connectivity. Mm -hmm. Yep. One of the things that I found in working on uh, the illustrations for Extreme Dungeon Mastery version two, and I knew this going into it, I've got about, you know, couple of hundred pictures to draw 
And I knew that my style and my technique and my stamina was going to change on the way through. I was going to get better at what I was doing and I was going to get tired of doing it. And that was going to change things. And one of the ways I tackled that was by drawing some of the last pictures first and revisiting some of the first pictures later and, and doing a little bit of, a little bit of revision. Um, we are approaching a 20 minute episode of a 15 minute podcast. So I think it's time for homework and I've got our homework. You ready for this? Write six different first lines for your work in progress or for a work in progress that you're imagining maybe sometime, someday doing, or maybe for six different works in progress. Six different first lines, but each of them should make a promise that you personally don't think you can keep. And now, ask yourself why you don't think you can keep it and how you would change the first line to be something that you can do. And there you go. This has been Writing Excuses. Thank you for listening to us. You are out of excuses. Now go write. Writing Excuses is a Dragonsteel production. Your hosts for this episode were Howard Taylor, Kayla Rivera, Sandra Taylor, and Megan Lloyd. This episode was engineered by Marshall Carr Jr. and mastered by Alex Jackson. The liner notes and transcripts for this episode are available at writingexcuses.com. To learn more about us, visit patreon.com slash writingexcuses. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.